Hello and welcome to the Muni Oral History Project, where we explore the stories and rich history of the Springfield Municipal Opera over the past 60 years. Stories from the people who have built, experienced, and performed what we'd like to refer to as Muni Magic. Sit back and relax and listen to these tales of Broadway under the stars. This is Jacob Potty here with the Muni Story Oral History Project, and I have my good friend, Jonna Keen here. How are you doing, Jonna? Ah, uh, Jacob, I'm fantastic. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for asking. Well, we are glad to have you. Um, Jonna has um, been a Muni performer for a number of years and um, is now on the board of managers. So let's just get down to it. Jonna, what was your first Muni experience, either as an audience member or um, as a performer or backstage or whatnot? To me, that is a great story. Um, I My very first show was 1983 at the Muni, and I had just, I went to Sacred Heart Academy, and I had just finished a show with uh, Pat Foster, and Mike Salagi, and they came and they were guest appearance on our in our high school performance our my senior year. And I was cousin Nettie in South Pacific. And they had come to um, be guests on our show. And I had never heard of the Muni. And I was a senior in high school. I'd never heard of it. And I was a music major in college and everything. And they, um, uh, well, they were in our show. And then the following... Well, that was like in the spring. And then Student Prince happened to be my first musical experience at the Muni, and it was that fall. Um, it was my favorite show ever, and it was the flop of the season, Jacob. It was just <laughs> awful. It was awful. We had cast members dropping out. We had people that were just not, and, even, and Doug Hahn was the director at the time. Doug Hahn had to step into a role that the lead role because because it was just people just it was just something that people were dropping out of and it was a flop of the season but it, it is where um, I made all of my closest uni friends that I have had since 1983 because we had the very best time it was a student prince it was awesome it really was it was great that's okay. great so what was your first audition like? Of course, these were the cattle call days. <laughs> they were. Yes, they were. Well, there's two points to that. Because my very first um, uni show, I did not have to audition. Because since I had Pat Foster and Mike Salagi, we had done that show at my high school. They were doing the student, they were doing the student prints at the Muni. And they had one of their sopranos drop out. And Mike had met me earlier in the spring in my high school. And he called me and he said, hey, he said, um, we had someone drop out. Do you want to replace them? So my very first season, I didn't have to audition at all because they just brought me in as somebody that Mike knew and I was part of that cast. Um, now the next several years was the cattle call. And it was, mm -hmm. it was um, probably not the best way to do it. But we got to go, we got to sit at Lincoln Line Community College, and we got to go sit in that huge room and watch everybody audition. We got to sit there. It was a 12-hour process, which was awful, <laughs> but we didn't realize until we revamped it and did the process that it is now, which is fabulous, um, what a long, awful process it was. It was because we auditioned in front of probably 
100, 150, 200 people in that room. So, um, but it was fun. You know, everybody cheered for each other and there was nobody that, you know, that you thought wasn't cheering for you. So it was a good time. It was a good time. It was very nerve wracking, but it was, but you walked in, you knew your music, you stood in front of the directors, kind of like you do now, but it was in that huge hall with everybody staring at you. So, but it was a good time. It was a good time, Jacob. Okay. So what were, what have been some of your favorite roles that you performed over the years? <laughs> um, I, have, I have several. Um, of course, one of my very, very favorites was um, Mother Superior in the Sound of Music. Um, I had a really good time at that with Mary, uh, Mary Harmon. She was, um, she was uh, Maria. Um, the year, there was a year where the only year that I have ever done two shows, because uh, I agreed to do two shows, the very first show I was the Dancing Cow, which I know you're aware of, and Gypsy. <laughs> and then the fourth show, I was in The King and I as the head wife. Um, so it was, it was just, it was, it was a great summer, but I will never do two shows again, just so you know, <laughs> never do two shows again. Um, and then another one of my very, very favorite roles was Glinda in The Wizard of Oz. I had a really good time with that with Matt Bala. Um, just a good role. And, and I kind of tend to mother all the kids that I know anyway. So it was just a great opportunity for me. It was a great time. So what are some of the other roles that you've done? Oh my gosh. Um, well, ironically, um, which is kind of what I think we like to stress with Muni, one of my very, very favorite roles, the chorus of Les Mis, because of the, the opportunities and the, the music and the songs that are in Les Mis, that being in the chorus of that show was just fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. It was a really good time. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Um, I was at Annie, that was a great show. Um, Which Annie were you in? I was in the Annie with, oh my gosh. 85 yes 85 yeah and then um one of my other very uh fun roles was um was i was in the sound of music again as the baroness and it was with doug hahn and he i was the one that got dumped for maria <laughs> <laughs> so it was good it was fun that was a great role because i was with paul presney on stage he was phenomenal yeah yeah so what are some of your favorite memories from any of those shows? Um, oh my gosh. You know, that's kind of hard to, to answer only because I think every show that I do, I take away a memory, a favorite memory from that. One of my, one of my recent memories was from the sound of music when some of the backstage crew, they had put up signs for the nun crossings because whenever we would come on stage, it would be like act one nun crossing. And they would, they drew this picture of a nun and then showing nuns walking across the stage at this particular point. So it was just like, okay, that's the nun crossing. And it was just really sweet. It was very, very sweet. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, some of the memories of things happening on stage, um, when there were two of them that I remember with that was, I was in Music Man 
and all of the ladies had to come on stage and cross the stage and go into a dance number. We had these really big hats on because we were in the, you know, the ladies, the pick a little ladies, and we come on stage and Joan Sestak, there was a nail on one of the walls on the back wall. And we come running out to do this dance and her hat got stuck on the nail. And so the whole rest of the number was just like, okay, we, we, we just lost it because her hat, we kept looking at her hat and it was on the back wall because, and she, the way that she looked at us like, oh, my hat's on the back wall. It's not on my head. You know, that type of thing um, was really, really sweet. Um, oh, one of my other favorite roles was um, when I was in Big, uh, was when uh, Scott Richardson was out there. I can't even remember what year that was. When was that? Oh, 2003. 2003. Mm -hmm. um, and it's the only, one and only show my, my husband did. He They needed an extra, and so he did the show. But um, during that show, there was a scene where they're doing, the, the two lead characters are in, a, in the living room, and there's a coffee table. And we're all out on stage. There were six of us. It was this group of us singing this one number and we're in the living room, Susan's living room for big and there's magazines on the table. And you just go from there of what kind of magazines the crew had put out on the tables for us to look at while we're singing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you just, you just go with Yeah, that. We'll, we'll, we'll just use our imagination. <laughs> Well, use our imagination on that. That and the whole crew was backstage watching, watching to see how we reacted. It was, it was, it was great. It was great. It was a good moment. So, what are some of your favorite memories from just shows being out in the audience? Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, one of them was there's two. One of them was years ago, and he lives in Florida now, but my very best friend, Tim Ward, was Judas in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar. And um, it was his signature role, and he absolutely blew the audience away. He was, um, it was a talent that had been hidden for a long time, and someone took a chance on him, and I can't remember who the director was, but he took a chance on him, and he was amazing. I will never, ever forget that. Never forget that. And actually, I sat in the orchestra pit for all of the shows, um, just so enamored by his talent. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and then one of my other um, memories of a performance was Mary Young when we did Gypsy. And um, that was another director that took a chance on her. Um, and she just was beautiful she was beautiful she did a magnificent job um as a gypsy um you know so you know but there's so many so many magical moments out there of of of, of these people that directors take a chance on you know mm -hmm. and and they just blow people out of the water so um yeah it's just it's just a good it's a good venue, a good thing. It's a good, it's, it's, there's just such good things happening out there with, um, with the talent that goes on. Okay. So have you ever been on a show staff 
Yes, yeah, actually, um, many, 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 many years ago, um, it was Anna Get Your Gun when Paul Presney directed mm -hmm. it um, because they tried to bring on the, at that time I was younger and they tried to bring on the young uh, kids at the time. And I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I, I realized that I don't want to ever direct, but I would love to be assistant because I loved being on the other side of the table, just watching the talent and watching the kids that come and the adults that come and the casting of the show and all the magic that happens with that casting. And you take this one, but I'll take that one. And, but if I take this one, you know, I can't have that one type of thing. And it was a great learning experience because he let me do a lot of the, um, the choreography of, of, of the numbers. Um, and he let me direct some of the, some of the scenes, but, but then if I, if he thought it was something that he didn't agree with, he was so kind and so helpful to come in and say, um, let's look at it this way, which is exactly what, an apprentice director, you know, would want. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was good. It was a good time. I can't remember when, when that was. It was with Barbara Cart. She was Annie. Yeah, um, that was um, early days. 80, early. 87. Okay. Yeah. 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 And she blew us out of the water. That's another one. She was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 I like being on both sides of the table. Um, I do. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Was that your only time on the staff side though at Muni at least? Um, yes, I believe so. No, um, wait, let me think about that. Because I felt backstage during many, many shows. Yeah. And I, and I guess that's considered backstage or staff. Well, yeah, that, that, well, backstage crew kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But you've, yeah. you've done more than it just was, perform. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I love both. I love the, um, the excitement of waiting for that cue of okay get that get that thing off the stage and get this on stage you know and it's a great it's a great opportunity to do both mm -hmm. it's wonderful yeah yeah so one of the phrases that we use a lot in the theater world is the show must go on and for this podcast series i'm framing it as um things that go wrong you might have been a horrified at the time but you laugh now <laughs> yeah flubbed, flubbed lines screwed up entrances um <laughs> You know, choreography mishaps, set falls apart. Uh, yeah. um, do you have anything that comes to mind? I do. I do. Um, it was staring the King and I. And um, gosh, was it King and I or Sound of Music? Let me think about that. It was Sound of Music. And I was on stage with Paul Presney and we had a storm roll in. And we're on stage and there was a what do you call it? A just a back wall. It was just a half back wall. <laughs> it literally comes. It, it like lifts up off lifts up off the ground and it just flies toward us. It falls right in front of us. And Paul looked at me and I looked at him and and we just kept going and we're like, okay, you know, because we're waiting for the show to be called because obviously this wall had just fallen off us. <laughs> yeah. But it was was, it was, was it Paul was, the king in that show. No, he was, um, well, this was Sound of Music. Paul was- Oh, oh um, Sound of Music. I thought you said King yeah. and I, sorry. Yeah, well, I did, and then I went back, I'm sorry. Sorry, um, okay, yeah. Um, he was um, hair, he was the one that was the Baroness all the time. Um, the one that traveled Max, with- Max Detweiler, yes, yeah. Absolutely Max to a T, to a T. And then there was a time, and this was the King and I, where I was on the side stage and Jacob, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm a six-weeker. I need my full six weeks 
to learn my lines, to learn my songs. And extra Greg Donovan calls me a full six weeker. I'm a six weeker. I just need the whole time to get everything mm -hmm. memorized and everything. And we were on the side stage in uh, Mrs. Anna came out and she was phenomenal. She was from Jacksonville. She was absolutely amazing. Um, she and I had got called back for Mrs. Anna that year and in callbacks, I looked at her and thought if she is not Mrs. Anna. So it was one of those years where when you lost a role, you were like, I really deserve to lose that role because she mm -hmm. was, she was Mrs. Anna. So she comes out on stage and I'm looking at her and we're going through our lines and I'm talking to her and all of a sudden it was just blank. It was completely blank right here. <laughs> so I look at her and we're talking and I was like, and, and what do you think of that? And she's looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea. And so we just kind of went back and forth and back and forth until she finally said something that triggered me to get back on the dialogue that we were on. But to me, it felt like it was like all night long. We were standing there all night long. I'm trying to remember my lines. It was priceless. It was, it was, it was great. It was great. And I will tell you that during the Sound of Music when I was uh, Mother Superior, that all of my, most of my scenes were in her office sitting at her desk and all of my lines were in my drawer. <laughs> they were in the office, the desk drawers. <laughs> just in case uh, just in case but that was a great that was great that was awesome that was awesome so one of the phrases that we use a lot at muni is that concept of muni magic and um i know you've heard that a lot um yeah. So that can mean to a lot of people, it's just those special effects when Peter Pan, Beauty and the Beast, oh. Little Mermaid, whatnot, or it's just that being transported off into a far off place and raptured in the story. What does meaning magic mean to you? Um, you know, Jacob, that's funny because I just experienced that this week. I was with two friends of mine and they're both separate couples and they have kids and they talked about how much they missed Muni this summer, you know, and we were talking about it and the reasons why and, and everything and our decision for that. And they, it was just the, the, um, the expression of that's their summer. They come out to the Muni. They love the Muni. It's just an outdoor venue where the families are there and the people are there and it's just magic. You know, and it really is because you can feel the sense of the audience, you can feel the sense of the community, and you can feel the sense of the cast when you're out there. That um, that is just what we do in Springfield, and it's just magic. You know, I just can't explain it. Well, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it's just magic. It transforms mm -hmm. into an evening of um, music um uh beautiful skies the stars that are out there and and the feeling of hometown community um uh and just the shows that we pick and the shows that we do um and how we perform them and the fact and the other fact is that the fact that we come out to the audience afterwards and see the kids and see the families and 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 then take them into our um, um our gratitude and our thankfulness of the performance I just think it's it's just beautiful. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 
that kind of segues a bit into the next question I have, which is about that phrase that we also use a lot is muni family. And of course that was supposed to be the theme of the 2020 season, which yeah. unfortunately did not happen. Right. Um, right. And then the 2021 season, but of course that's the literal family families doing shows together. And then also it's the lifelong friends you make. What does muni family mean to you? Um, both of those. Uh, it means both mm -hmm. of those because um, there's never been a show that I haven't done personally that my whole family's there. You know, nieces, nephews, family, aunts, uncles, they all come. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, um, personally, that's the Muni family for me. My mom loves it. She adores it. Um, but just the, the Muni family of, you see people walk in those gates and walk in through um, and sit down and and they know each other because they've either done a show or they um, um, they've come with uh, with family and friends from another show they've been in or they're meeting other family members out there and um, it's just a you know it's just an absolutely warm welcoming wonderful environment um, because you get the regulars, you get those people that come back um, to see it because they look forward to the season. Like my friends last week, they look forward to that because they think of summer and they think of the Muni. Um, and I think that that is, has a lot to do with the atmosphere of Muni family. The Muni family personally to me and the Muni family of uh, the community that comes to see it. And then those that come out from other shows and come to see it. Um, so, you know, I, it's just, it's, um, it's just a great place. <laughs> it's a great place. Yeah. So um, before we go to the wrap up questions, um, sure. well, so since you're on the board now, how did you get involved with the board of managers? Oh my gosh. Um, it's funny. I had been asked a couple of times um, through the years and it's kind of funny um, as a mom and as a family member, you, I did muni, muni, muni. I got married, did Muni Muni, and then I had kids. Um, and it's hard because as a mom and as a parent, you want to be home at night, tucking your kids mm -hmm. into bed. You want to, uh, you know, um, be there when they go to sleep. So I kind of took some time off, came back, did performances and performances. And I still love performing. I mean, I would love to do shows out there. Um, and I had a couple of people ask me to be on the board, but it just wasn't time yet. Um, mm -hmm. My daughter's 26. She lives in North Carolina. My son's 21. He has his last year of college. And so he's away at college in Wisconsin. And um, Greg Donovan reached out to me. He's our past board president mm -hmm. uh, before Craig. And he just asked if I was interested. And you know, um, Jacob, it was really funny because I didn't hesitate. I was just like, yes, absolutely. I'd like to do that. Because I thought it was finally my time. And it was finally something that I wanted to do. Um, now, unfortunately, my first two years have been kind of null and void with the season not going. Um, but I think it has been <laughs> given me a time to see what the other um, committees do. Mm -hmm. um, um, because we haven't been doing the, the season, but we've been talking with other committees, we get reports, you know, things like that. So kind of, I guess, in a way, it's been kind of a blessing in disguise because I got to learn what these committees do before we actually hit it really hard next summer. 
um, which I'm really looking forward to. So it was just word of mouth and, and, and that a friend had asked me to join. And I, and it was at the point in my life where, and I think since I didn't hesitate and I said yes right away, that it was the right time. Yeah. yeah. It was the right time. Okay. So then who are some of the special people that you've worked with over the years at Muni? Um, Tom Shrewsbury, um, Maggie Boswell, um, Paul Presney, Anna Bussing, Mary Young. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, actually, Mary Beth Maloney, because we did several first shows together, and that's in the early, early days. Um, I think that Josh Ratz was absolutely fantastic in Les Mis. I think he did a fantastic job. Um, oh my gosh, so many, many people. Um, the Donathans, of course, because their whole family's involved in everything at the Muni. Um, gosh, so many through the years. So many. Um, and you know, and that's the culmination of of my whole long stream with the Muni. I go back so, I go so, so back so far. And then I see the, the, the people that I'm working with now. Um, and it's just, it's just a lifetime experience. Um, just very special people. Uh, the Lagrassos, Rose Lagrasso, when we, when we did Student Prince, my very first show, Ann Collins. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. she's absolutely unbelievable. Um, and the musicians, you know, Mary Watts Myers is one of my very dear friends. And, you know, when you think of, uh, you know, the, the people that are unseen and, and um, get hardly any recognition during the Muni shows, you know, you think of the orchestras and you think of the people backstage and Marge Roth, oh my gosh, you know, just um, beautiful, beautiful people that, that come out there and they give everything that they have every single night more than, more than anything. And, they're, they're never once seen on stage, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the joy and that's the privilege of working with people like that, that come and make us look beautiful. Yeah. So then one of the special people that we lost um, several months ago was Muni's biggest cheerleader, Gene Rubley, affectionately yeah. called Uncle Gene. Do you have any <laughs> special stories about Uncle Gene? Just, just his laughter and the, and, mm -hmm. and just how he could just say the most ridiculous things to anything that you were talking about and make you laugh. I'm not sure he was the best on stage or he was the best in the entire show. You know, he was the best with the cast. He was the best with everybody. And he just kept those shows just so delightful delightful he was a good man he was a funny man and and i have never ever ever since 1983 met anybody that has not enjoyed gene rubley he was an absolute dream he was a joy he was just a joy so then the last question i have is the deep one but important nonetheless is <laughs> i know is what makes me any special oh how do you even describe that? Um, gosh, 
I, I don't hesitate to say anything. I just hesitate because there's so yeah. many things, so many things. Um, it's special because of the, first of all, the venue that it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's special because it's, because of the outdoor venue. It is special because it belongs to Springfield and it belongs to the community more than it ever belongs to the actors or the, the orchestra or the people backstage. It belongs to the community. And I think that it is what makes it so special is they just keep coming. They just keep coming to support, to, uh, support us. They keep coming uh, to cheer us on and they just keep coming. And I think that is so um, um, uh Full, uh, it makes our hearts full, those performers and everything, just that we um, do enough for them and with them that they just keep coming to see us. And they miss us when we're not there. They have missed us the last two years, if you have seen, you know. Um, but I, and, and I also think another part that makes the Muni so special is the, uh, the cast members that you work with, you know. Um, like I said, there are some people from 1983 and in the 90s that I might not have seen them since then. But if I see them on the street, we have that moment where something happened on stage or something ridiculous happened in rehearsal or something ridiculous happened at an after party that we are still very close and we still are very um, connected. And I think that is what makes me so special. It connects the actors and the performers and it also connects Springfield to that venue um and I just think it's a gift I think it's a, a real a, a gift just do <laughs> well thank you so much for spending a little bit of your evening with me and you have a good rest of your day you too Jacob thank you so much buddy mm -hmm. thank you thank you for listening to the Muni Oral History Project this is an ongoing effort to capture the memories and stories of the Springfield Municipal Opera. If you have pictures, videos, or stories you'd like to contribute to this effort, please email history at themuni.org. Your hosts have been Jacob Potty and Craig McFarland. Production assistance by Vanessa Ferguson and Jeremy Geckner. Special thank you to the Muni Board of Managers and the Muni Board of Trustees for their support in this effort. And thank you to all the Muni family who continue to help us create magic every summer.